This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. All right, welcome back to Drive the Lane. This is our fourth season of doing it. Officially the first ever emergency podcast. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. The first ever emergency podcast of Drive the Lane. Joey and I were at the game together today. We were at the game yesterday together-ish, but we were definitely there together today. And we came to the conclusion, if we're going to do episodes when Ohio State's losing, you know, 12 of 13, we're going to do episodes when they're on a two-game winning streak and have made it to the quarterfinals, three wins away from March Madness. We're going to get right into it. Joey, get right into it. Holy cow. Um, you said it, Andrew. It's so funny, but, like, who would have thought Ohio State's three wins away from being – in the NCAA tournament. What's really funny is that I'm not going to say I told you so, but I told you so. Um, I had a really good feeling we were going to beat Wisconsin because Wisconsin, as you guys saw, they kind of stink, not an NCAA tournament team. And I thought if we could get to Iowa, we have a chance to beat Iowa because we've done it before. And sure enough, there it was. Um, Quick reflection on the game. I loved the defensive effort and energy to have Iowa out of their comfort zone, really not shooting a ton of shots that they want, having to play via Vibracha instead of Chris Murray. You know, Tony Perkins was pedestrian. You know, the McCaffreys didn't do a ton. Um, you know, they didn't – Peyton Sanford did next to nothing. Like, that That was taking them out of their comfort zone, out of their offensive rhythm was just massive. Um, on the other side of the ball, which, which freshman do you want me to start with, Andrew? I mean, like – Bruce Thornton is the straw that stirs the drink. He's the head of the snake. He is the rock of this team and will be the rock for the next two, three, four years if we're fortunate enough. Felix Akpara down low, he he did what Felix does and contested a ton of shots. Was he great? No. Was he really, really good on defense especially? Yes, he he was. Bryce Sensball, you know, the classic Bryce Sensball, 8 for 13, 16 points, timely baskets, did his thing, and then the Roddy Gale game the Roddy Gale game, seven points in about five minutes time in the stretch when we needed him most made two huge. I actually think think it was, it was less than that. It was like two minutes of game time. I think even better. Um, I mean, he was just unbelievable. Two huge free throws at the end. Great defense. He, he is, he is, he's got a nose for the ball. He just has a nose for the ball and gets those loose balls, those tough rebounds, which is, the fun stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, right? But today his stuff was showing up on the stat sheet. Timely rebounds, awesome points down the stretch. Um, the only concern I have leaving that game is, is Bryce healthy? I, I, you know, he sat for the last few minutes of the game. Coach Holman said in the press conference after that he just wasn't feeling right in the last three and a half minutes when he wasn't in there. And that's why they sat him. It didn't hurt Ohio State. Um, but without Bryce being 100%, it, it's way harder to beat. Uh, the Spartans and especially so you, you're already tired as a team when you win two games in two days. Right. But now you got to win a third game in three days against a really, really good team. That's well rested and just beat the shit out of you at home a few weeks ago. And then beat you narrowly um, literally last week. So man, how this, could you not be excited about Ohio state? Like this, where this was is, this team all year? Yeah. And obviously, you know, the teams that are the top four seeds get, an advantage, you know, playing 
not playing until the third day. Of course. This is where I truly think, you know, it's a little quote unquote unfair where it's now third game in a row against a team that's never played. I or that hasn't played totally get. I mean, don't come in 13th place in the big time. Absolutely. But it's also, I mean, I don't want to say it's it's dangerous because I don't think it's dangerous, but also they're getting the short end of the stick too. They were they played at night yesterday, they play in the morning today, that's, the morning tomorrow. That's the that's the tough part. Is that yeah. first turnaround was really tough. But at this point, every team's got to win at least three games in three days to win. But when's all, the, when's the last time when's the last time these guys played starters minutes? Three games in three days. Was Maui three games in three days? Three, that was three games in, in, in four days, maybe, I think. Maybe three games in three days. That's the that's the beauty of college sports in general, but March specifically. These these guys are it really I've been in the, I've been in it, right? Like it it really isn't a factor, sure. It's borderline not important. I think just because they're can they're so well conditioned, they're so young. And there's so much adrenaline. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's I just, think I think tomorrow's game definitely it has more of an impact than today's. Of when course. It, being the third. I, I think that it's funny because you look at it, it's five games in five days, right? So we're we're at the, the peak, right? Once you get over this peak, if you can win against Michigan State, it becomes very real and adrenaline can carry you the rest of the way, I think. You know, but but there's a reason why no one's done it. There's two reasons why no one's done five games in five days in the Big Ten. Number one's because the team usually stinks. This is not a normal 13 seed in the Big Ten tournament talent-wise. And then number two, it's because it's hard. Like it's just really, really hard to play five games in five days at a high, high level, and each game becomes tougher than the next. I, I we had a huge advantage over Iowa today because we played one game, and but now you see it every year. I remember my senior year, we beat Indiana. The day before, Nebraska had a, had a great hard-fought win in the 14-11 game. They won the next game against, like, Maryland, I think it was, who was a really good NCAA tournament caliber team, Maryland team. But they just ran out of esteem. You know, they they were tired. They're, they're, you know, they were playing Johnny Trueblood, like, 25 minutes, who was a walk-on. Like, eventually, the clock strikes midnight on a Cinderella story. Luckily for us... This is a team that's way more talented than any team that's ever tried to do what they're doing. So we shall see. Michigan State is not the team you want to play when you play two games in a row, though. They are going to run the ball down our throat. They are going to play as fast as they possibly can, as many possessions as possible, be as physical as possible. They are the worst team, (laughs) the worst team to play. If we were playing Northwestern, oh, my God, it feels so great. It's a slow game. They, They aren't going to beat you 75, 80 points. Right. So Michigan State worries me in the sense of in general, they have already beat us twice, but specifically the style of play. So many possessions, so fast and grinding you on defense and being as physical as possible. So we'll see. But that's why they play the game, Andrew. I mean, we weren't supposed to win the first two. So why not go ahead and win another one? Yeah. Something that's that's crazy that happened in both of these games and it has to do with defense. Of course, The, the teams did not shoot well from three at all Iowa was four of 17 from three and I think I don't think Wisconsin made more than four yesterday at one point in the second half they were at zero so yeah Yeah. 
No, so, I, I think that that's a great point. And they're shooting terribly. And Michigan State shoots the ball from three so well. So that is going to be on fire lately. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be the the difference maker tomorrow. I also think this. I got to play a little devil's advocate because it sounds like you know the way we started this episode is a foregone conclusion that Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten tournament. So I'm going to do a little little devil's advocacy here and say that a lot of the shots tonight in the first half, less in the second half, but a lot of the shots in the first half felt like. There's three seconds on the shot clock. We got to get it up. Whether it was a back down turnaround, which from yes, Bryson and justice to an extent, those are go-to moves. Those are kind of what you want them to do. But there was a lot of opportunities that weren't converted, whether it was, you know, defensive rebounds where they could have kind of run ahead or blocks or steals. Got to take advantage of those opportunities tomorrow. And if Michigan state presses, Bruce Thornton's going to have to play, you know, 45 minutes because the game's going to go into overtime. Oh, without without a doubt. I, I think that the style of play that Michigan State plays, we didn't even, you're right, like three-pointers is so important too. They, they've been smoldering lately. If Ohio State is not competing in the three on the three-point line like they did today, it's going to be a tough game for sure. We have the advantage of playing in that in the stadium when Michigan State hasn't. I think that that is still relevant. Um, but I do think you're spot on. In March, in conference tournaments in the in the big dance like teams you can't rely on being the offensive insane juggernaut that that you want to be and have been in, in games past right like Iowa was a juggernaut all throughout the Big Ten tournament last year and then couldn't do it against Richmond in the NCAA tournament like you got to have multiple ways to win uh and and that's what evident in the first two games Wisconsin was not hot from three they didn't win Iowa not hot from three didn't win. Like that's how you upset teams. So um, yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be an aspect of luck and hoping that they miss shots tomorrow. Um, But man, the the bottom line for me, Andrew, and I just tweeted this out right before we started recording who out there in their right mind wants to play the Ohio state Buckeyes right now. Nobody, no one Michigan state was praying that they got to play Iowa Yeah, because Ohio State, we already said it. Michigan State's beaten Ohio State twice. It's hard to beat a team three times. It's last, really hard to beat a team three times. Last thing I want to say, and then we'll we'll conclude this emergency podcast from my my side is, and I just had it now. Of course, I lost it, but I think it'll oh maybe this has to do with you know removing Tanner Holden from the lineup. And you know, this is forced to happen because Zed's hurt, but the rotation is set. And I truly feel that for the first time this season, there is a set rotation, which is obviously proving to be valuable. And I'm not saying that the guys that are playing are without a doubt, the best eight or nine guys on the team. And, and Zed should never have been playing or start. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, you know, by default, Holtman now has a like set lineup and that's, you know, Isaac likely and Sean McNeil coming off the bench and playing a lot of the game. Isaac likely has got to be better, but Sean McNeil coming in and, and playing a lot of the game. A Who's been incre- we, we haven't even talked. He's, he's my favorite player ever. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Continue. So Sean McNeil, who six man of the year, Sean McNeil, um, literally. And then, you know, Eugene Brown is going to get in there and play a little defense maybe take a three, maybe, you know, grab some rebounds, but the rotation is set. They're not going deeper than eight. And unless I'm forgetting someone, but I don't think you're right. You're right. I think there's only nine guys, you know, including Tanner Holden that have played real minutes this year. Bowen Hardman's played 
you know, a minute here or there, but you know, those are the eight guys that are playing and, you know, a month and a half ago when the team was really struggling in January, Zed was in the lineup and Felix was barely yep. playing and Tanner yep. Holden was, was still a, a big part of the lineup. So, you know, addition by subtraction in, in a weird way where it's just you're like, for, you're, he's, he's forced, he's, he's been forced to hand and you got to play with the like, cards that you're and dealt. It's actually, and, and it's, and it's paying off the last since Zed got hurt and Tanner, you know, grab some, grab some wood. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. And I'll just focus on Felix specifically just in general, right. As a basketball player, when you know that not only are you starting and you're going to be playing, you know, more minutes than you were previously, when you know, there's no other option really, right. For the most part, that gives you some confidence to go out there and, and play your brand of basketball the way you intended to. So I do think a, a short rotation is important. All the greatest teams in the NCAA tournament, they don't play 10 guys. They play seven. You know, they play eight, maybe even six. Um, so it's great. I, I mean, like, the, the without a doubt, there's momentum going into next season, regardless of how this ends. You're starting four freshmen. No, no, no. Four. We're not talking about that yet. We're still riding know, this season. I, I'm riding the wave. I don't know how. I'm As of right now, I'm not going tomorrow. I don't know how I'm not going tomorrow. But uh, as of right now, I'm not. Someone and, out there needs to figure out why or if Sean McNeil and Justice Suing do or don't have eligibility left. Someone tell us. Someone tweet at us and tell us. Yeah, I mean, I don't – Andrew is, swears they do. I swear they don't, so we'll but I, see. I don't know why McNeil wouldn't because he's only played four years and he was playing when they were all given a fifth year. I mean, maybe he, like, turned it down and that was something he did a while ago. So if you're out there and you know the answer, tell us. Yeah, tell us. Let us know. Um, but – but yeah, Andrew, fun emergency podcast. I'd like to do more positive emergency podcasts with you. We'll do one Sunday night after they win the whole thing. Perfect. I'm Buckle in. up. Drive the lane. We fucking love Sean McNeil. Love Sean McNeil. So he just texted me. That's so funny. Love Sean McNeil. Go Buckeyes. Beat Sparty. Let's fucking go. Upside on the beat. Clocking out early. That's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the eighth. Hopping on the ninth flight. I've been chilling out of sight. I'll be at the bar tonight. Told the bartender, go and take my car to swipe. You try the same thing, but your car get declined. White rappers nowadays know we're not too hard to find. I'm so dapper with my ways. I'm gonna linger in your mind. Always told me good things. Look, I'm too dull to be patient. But I've been way too patient. Riding bars in my basement. I'm anxious in the real world. It's time for me to say this. The basics. In my mind, I can't waste it. My life is too safe. It's my time for it's taking. I'm baking my mind every day. It's the same ish. Lazy, my grind needs to get a new facelift. Coming from the underground and busting through the pavement. Rock with it and lean with it. My team winning. My team winning. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team turn up when I spit it. Cause oh yeah, that is so raving, racing and pacing around all these lames in my lane, out my way, unless you're trying to pay me. Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle. When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble. Because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles. Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble. A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble. Cause they think they at the top, they
they better stop before they stumble Cause I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right up bumble And your girl he calls me daddy but she only calls you uncle But no we not related homie, no we not some fam You never get in clubs, you can't even get in sand You never get in dubs like the browns from the land When push comes to shove, wave that towel in your hand